What's the hardest race you've ever ran? It's it. Well, <laughs> the, um, the hardest race I ever ran, I, I never had any hope of winning. In fact, I think when I started, the winner was finishing about the same time. It was the Chicago Marathon. I did it twice, <laughs> and but it was hard. I mean, I was yeah. I wasn't even trying to win. I was just trying to finish. Yeah. And uh, but it it was awesome. Now you just did a race. I just did a. It wasn't a marathon. No, but but I just did a. That sounds harder yeah. to me. What you did? I just did a bike race. Just as the blizzard was coming into the Chicago area, I did a fat tire bike race through the snow and the mud. Yeah. Right. Well, and, I guess and, it wasn't even money. It was mud. frozen. There's right. A little bit of slush because we were around huh. the river. I had to go over a river and. It was it was intense, and it I guess was, this was like a big like a like a brawl. I mean, guys the guys were, toward the front would they were they would throw some elbows, to, you know, <laughs> to get around, and guys were falling over right and left, and yeah, it was it was. How many were in the race? I believe there's like three hundred. Where'd you finish? Some? Where'd you finish? Fiftieth. Wow. So you know that's I, awesome. Yeah. For my first race, it wasn't bad, but I I remember the whole time just thinking I just want to get to the end. Like it was, it, I was so cold, oh, yeah. so tired. I, I couldn't feel my fingers to even hit yeah. the brakes going through just heavy snow. But you still snow. press on. You go you after pre- it. Because you you're just thinking like pushing. at the end, the end, the end. Yeah. And you get this prize at the end. Right. It's like, oh, I just want to get to the end. And, and, and believe it or not, you're listening to Between the Lines. And uh, this does fit in with the passage we're studying does. today. So this is what Paul talks I, yep, about. Yep. So Junior, why don't you go ahead and uh, start with verse one? All right. It says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, who dogs, by the way, would be false teachers, yep. who do evil, who those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. We had somebody in our church just last week a uh somebody from uh from muslim background visiting mm-hmm. church and she said oh my son's not circumcised she was afraid he's going to hell is yeah. he going to hell it's like well we're not mutilators let's, let's talk about philippians chapter three yep. here for we who worship by the spirit of god are the ones who are truly circumcised we rely on what jesus christ has done for us now by the way paul who said this was circumcised because he was a jew but he was yeah. saying this this is not necessary right. we put no confidence in human effort which by the way we talked about this yesterday you know, as far as like, hey, there is effort and sanctification. That's not where our confidence goes. Our confidence no, is still in, in Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah. But there is effort. Though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all garbage. And that word there could have possibly been a little bit more. Yep. Evan. Harsher word, we'll just put it that way. Yeah, in our uh, yeah, I mean, hate to say this, but it's the sh word in English, and yeah. it was equally vulgar in first century Greek. He's yeah. he's he's hitting us really hard. Yeah. Is what he's saying, and I. But what I appreciate what Paul is doing here because he was always pursuing righteousness. It's just early on he was pursuing self righteousness. Yeah. And now he's pursuing righteousness in Christ. Yeah. That's what he was, when he says, I considered all of this as, you know, Bad I, I won't even say it, but yeah, 
all of this is crap. I, this is that. And the reason I consider it that way is because instead Christ is so yeah. much more valuable than any of these things. By the way, we just had a bad review on, on Google last week of a woman who said the pastor uses really harsh language, which I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about me because I, I, I lean more maybe that way toward <laughs> than um, you, though. I don't know. You've you've come along a little bit. I yeah. I think I you know might have been just even was it just last week? Because I you yeah. Know, I, I think we both said the same word. We might have. And we so, both said something sucks. But we did not you know. do it to Paul's degree here. Right. This is so that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with Himself depends on faith. Now take it from there. Yeah, you bet. Only what verse are you on? Verse 10. Excuse me. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now, Junior, this is what you were talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, pressing on. And it's that idea of when you're in a race or when you're when you're pushing for something, you will, and, and they've, they've actually talked about, um, they've studied this in psychology, that if there is a prize at the end, you will push through far, far, far more pain. Mm-hmm. And that is as believers, there is, we get Christ. Yeah. Well, in another place, he even talks about how the earthly competitors will strive hard for a leafy crown that is just going to be no good in a few days, right. whereas we are striving for an eternal crown. So verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. In other words, I haven't arrived, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. I remember I had to memorize that as a kid. Yep. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you do disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. You know, I'm going to memorize that. Next time somebody complains about a sermon, I'll just say, if you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. (laughs) (laughs) But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, verse 17, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. And and all of us ought to have that attitude that Paul has that we should recognize that people are going to follow after us. We should live in such a way that we're happy to have people pattern themselves after us, to follow after our lead. Yeah. For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. And sadly, I think that can describe Christians today, that too often we can slip into that in that mold. And it's a good, good thing to ask for ourselves right now. Okay, well, is my appetite my God? Is that what I'm seeking after? what I feel like and, and what I feel like I want to, do, do I laugh and joke around about shameful things just to fit in with the people at the office? Or am I only thinking about what matters here in this earth? Or am I really striving for what is eternal? Well, I love what our counsel, one of our counseling pastors had said a couple of weeks ago, dad, it stuck with me ever since is he's like, 
we constant if you're constantly giving into the flesh all day long, you're going to fall, especially by mm-hmm. the end of the day. This is why yeah. why a lot of people fall into pornography by the yep. end of the day or or binge eating or drinking is because all day long you're just keep on telling your flesh yes and yes. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that. And then by the you're just not used to telling your flesh no. Right. It's not what we do. But we, verse 20, we are citizens of heaven. I love that. Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into his glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Man, I love those closing verses there of chapter 3. That's awesome. We're going to be jumping into chapter 4 tomorrow, but uh, right now let's get over to Psalms. And uh, today we're doing Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. 42 and 43, yes. Psalm 43 is very short, but Psalm 42, verse 8, just a a great man, a great verse. And and here's what David says. He says, through each day the Lord pours his unfailing love on me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. That's beautiful. And what what a way to end the day too, to yep. to spend your time thinking through the goodness of God and praising him as your head puts the pillow. Yeah. That's so much better than watching TV to sleep, you know. Right. Praising God through the night. Absolutely. All right. Well, there's a lot of different things for National Day today, but it's actually National King Day. That's <laughs> like the last on the list. King and Day. Yeah. I like this because the um, National King Day is all about, you know, your ruler. And as believers, huh. who is our ruler? Yeah. So maybe today, just be a good, especially in our prayer time, to just mm-hmm. really meditate on the idea of God is God is my King. Jesus is my King. That should change how how we live. That should change how we deal with our flesh. Yeah. And that should change how we run today. That we run for the King. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, usually your your national day things aren't very spiritual. But the, I know the, this was a, this was a good one. It started out silly, <laughs> and I think it's still kind of silly. But yeah. you hated it at first, I think, yeah. which well, is kind of funny. But but some of these are pretty good applications. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. great. All right. all right, hey, it's good uh, good being with you all of you. And again, we just we love the fact that you're joining us, and we we love that some of you we hear from you periodically. We get an email, and uh, it, it's awesome to hear back from you, and uh, just great being in God's word together, isn't it? Well, God bless. Have a great day today, and we'll see you tomorrow.